Listen to the Tommy Schnermecker Show live weekdays 9 to noon on CJAD 800 and CJAD.com. How's this for a cool person in a cool job? Uh, my guest is Kendall Savage, a professional clown, one of the organizers of the Montreal Clown Festival, who joins me now. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Thank you for having me. Okay, so uh, Kendall, how did this all get started? How oh. did you get interested in clowning around and becoming a professional clown? Oh my gosh. Uh, many years ago, I studied uh, briefly with Mike Kennard of the Mump and Smoot duo, which is one of English Canada's most famous, I'll say, clowns. And uh, it just, I fell in love with it, and it just came, it was like a second nature. And then when I moved to Montreal many years ago to go back to school in theater, I was scouted by Cirque du Soleil, and, and I guess I, I finally came to peace with the fact that I, I was meant for the nose. And, and ever since then, about it's been about eight years. I've been, what do you love about it? Oh my gosh, the challenge. The, it's, it, to me, it is the most difficult form of performance in theater because you have to be as equally emotionally vulnerable as you are physically vulnerable and uh what do, what do you mean by that vulnerable um, well the the clown is super important to for the physicality to come across and the audience knows if you're lying and if you aren't completely emotionally opened to them and the moment that you're in, they can tell that. And a really, really good clown can stand perfectly still and emotionally just move the audience. Uh, so you have to be very authentic, right? Absolutely. One of the number one rules of clown is to be honest. All right. So so what are you thinking when you're setting up a, a skit? How, how would it work? It's about problem solving to me. Right. So then I try to find a, a situation where I, I need a glass of water. And then I think, how is the most ridiculous way I can get to this glass of water? There's a really famous uh, clown who came out to a stage once. And on the stage, the piano was on one side and the piano stool was on the other side. So naturally, he pushed the piano towards the stool. Right. And right. that's sort of like the idea of, of problem solving with clown logic. Okay, so, and how do you learn this clown logic? Have you been teaching, you haven't been teaching this clown logic to the people at City Hall, have you? Because they, they seem to be. I think they're naturals. No, no, but they're using it in the construction in the city. Yeah, oh man, that's true. That's, it's like... that's what it is. In yeah. other words, what could you, what's the craziest way you could rebuild the infrastructure? Oh my gosh, that's a big question. No, but seriously, they've discovered, so that's clown logic. You know, what will inconvenience, like in the case of the piano, like it the he was most inconvenienced. Yes. He didn't take the easiest way. No. Nope. He took the most difficult one. Absolutely, because that, that's what made sense to the, the clown has a very small brain, but a very big heart. Aha. Uh -huh. See, I think that's the part I don't agree with, with the city. They don't they, the small no, I brain think part. Missing the heart. Yeah, they are missing the heart. Getting back to what is the? Tell me all about the Montreal Clown Festival. Oh, it's happening at Mainline Theater, and you can look at our website at mtlclownfest.com for more information on the shows. And the tickets are for sale at mainlinetheater.ca. And what can people expect? Uh, people can expect a different array of styles of clowning because mostly the first idea that I think that comes to people's heads is children entertainers and they're wonderful don't get me wrong but there's many different types and pedagogies of clowning and what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to showcase the variety of clowning that we have here in Montreal and a few abroad all right so we we know what the you know the clown at the children's party will, will do. Mm -hmm. Tell me about some of the other types of clowns. Well, we have some Pachenko clowns coming, which is a style of clowning in red nose 
that was based off of mask work and it's it's extremely unique to watch and if you see a pachenko clown you just know oh yeah that person studies pachenko um we have some we have some newcomers coming in who are just exploring clown and then we have some good old timers that do it in sort of the i'd say the european style of clowning what would that be like hmm I would like to say that Charlie Chaplin, for example, right. s- sort of comes out of a European style of clowning. Very slapsticky, very, very, a little bit of mime in there mixed in it. And just for the storytelling, it's it's very stylized. And we have a bouffant with us this year. And the bouffant is like the cousin of the clown that they kicked out of the family for being right. <laughs> insane. Uh, and that is a 16-plus show, actually. It's and It has trigger warnings outside of it. The Buffon, a little different than the clown, wants... The trigger warnings? Yeah. About what? Well, uh, I don't want to give it all away, but uh, Mona Monet, who's performing the Buffon, will be doing a show that is a lot to do with um, double standards in rape cases. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. I that's do what... believe. Oh, I do believe. I okay, yeah, so that's so why you're having the trigger warnings. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just a, it's an extremely different style in the clown family than clown. It's like it's very difficult to explain, but you have to see it. <laughs> now, what's the most difficult part of being a professional clown? Oh gosh, you know, I, the the that's such a good question. There are so many. <laughs> okay, well, give me finding some. Finding the work is one. That's why uh-huh. I created this because right, right. we're like in the circus capital of Canada and there's more clowns here per square meter than there is anywhere else in Canada and there's not enough work for us. That's why I created this. And I think just There more you're saying there are more clowns in Quebec than in the rest of Canada? You bet. Not yeah. just in Parliament. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I see. All right. All right. Very interesting. Now how is, um, are, are there a lot of women working as clowns? Is it a male, male-dominated industry? That's a great question. Um, originally, yes, it was a male-dominated industry. And in a sense, it still is. Like, if you stop and look at some of the local circuses and who they focus in their clowning areas for performance, you'll notice that there still is quite a few men that dominate it. And so my festival, I've, uh, I've mandated that 50% men, 50% women. And... I've studied the history of women in clown uh, during a, a short-lived master's degree. And it's, yeah, you know what it is. You got a master's degree at studying cl- clowns? Uh, I almost got a full master's degree okay. studying clowns until I decided to walk away from my thesis. But uh, it was the history of women in clown, and I still did all the wow. work, so I still know my stuff. But uh, um, it still is pretty male-dominated, and that's really unfortunate. <laughs> So I'm trying to make a difference for yeah. everyone. Now, who are the, who are your inspirations? Oh my God! Of course, Lucille Ball, absolutely huge fan. Who and she's trained with Lou Jacobs. She's an, a, a, a true trained clown and identified as a clown, and she's fantastic. Uh, Avita Matthews, or Josephine Williams, was her real name. Um, from 1897, was the first female clown with Barnum and Bailey Circus, and she was a suffragette. She's a total idol. She was just a rock and roller, and she did whatever she wanted and, and moved mountains for women in, during that era. And uh, I'm a huge fan of Mump and Smoot, my clown masters. And how did it all get started? What's the the historical origins of clown? Of clown? How well, far back does it go? Oh, oh, to the beginning of time, to the first time a caveman tripped wow. and fell on his head and everyone laughed and he realized he could get a laugh, right? Uh, okay. And, All right. That far back. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
do Clowns Network, is there a community? There is a really great community here um, that is slowly coming together from the French and the English uh, worlds um, because there's a bit of a separation right now and it's another something I'm trying to fix. Um, and if you wanted to network, you could you could look up my site Savage Clown where I'm trying to gather everybody to meet and do meetups in the future and try to hang out. You said there's not enough work. Uh, if mm -hmm. you could solve that problem overnight, what kind of work are you talking about then? Well, that... I would I would definitely have my own theater and it would be a clown-based theater and I would try to perform work for them. But there's just not enough circuses to go around. There's not enough audience that understands what exactly clown is they have these preconceptions of party animals and like scary people hiding in the bushes with knives and clown is so different and i sincerely believe that most people have not seen a clown show and if they have i don't know if they've seen a good clown show now the clown shows uh, how are they planned i mean you, you talked about uh, that there's a problem it's problem solving there's a skit uh, how long does it take to put together uh, a clown show oh my gosh anywhere from I would say I would say a good clown show years and it's constantly in transformation. You could be on stage live and then all of a sudden have a new discovery that is like, wow, this is really great in the show. And then after that night, you'll put it in the show and you can change your show the next night. There's a lot of freedom in the performance, but you need to be a really, really on the nose clown to change that up. Kendall Savage, my guest, a professional clown, and uh, clown uh, clowning has a fascinating uh, history. First of all, clowning isn't really meant for children. Is that correct? Well, in my opinion, if you look back at the history of clowning, it's incredibly violent and it's uh, quite racist. If we're going back to like the Victorian Edwardian years where it was at its peak, even up until like the 1950s, and there's trouble today still in the world, if you ask me. I have very strong opinions about this. I'm not afraid to talk about it. Um... But, yeah, I, I think there's... Well, what kind of racism? Give me some examples. What kind of racism are you talking about? Well, in I mean, starting back in the Victorian Edwardian years, it would not be uncommon to see a circus entirely in blackface with with and all of the clowns would be dressed as certain ethnicities and right. perpetuating stereotypes that were very violent back then. Does this still happen? Um, Yes. Yes, it does. Recently, I had to leave the World Clown Association because they gave an award at their last convention to someone who dressed up in full Chinaman yellow face and did a performance and awarded him first place for best performance that day. And when I called them out on it, I was bullied. And I just had to walk away. Like, it's that's so basic to me to not do. It's It's not that easy to not be... So in other words, there, there has to be a way of doing where you're not making fun of ethnic groups, whereas that used to be part of yeah, the it's history a cheap of planning. laugh. It's a disgusting, cheap laugh. And if you don't take the, the few minutes or whatever it takes to think of something that isn't race racially based, then you just you're a lazy clown. Now, this uh, Andy wants to know that you can blame Stephen King for a clown's bad reputation. Pennywise ruined clowns for me. Tell me about that. Ah, you know what? I love Pennywise. I've read the book. I've seen the movie. Tim Curry's amazing. I can't wait for the remake. Um, I really give the benefit of the doubt that people can tell the difference between a psycho in a bush in a mask with a knife and an artist who is so well-trained and passionate and pounding the pavement uh, everywhere, at theater and circuses and even at children's parties and fairs. If you, like, if you can't tell the difference between someone who's violent and an artist, you have a problem. <laughs>
What's the most uh, rewarding part of the job? Oh, the laughter, hearing the audience laugh, like honest, truthful laughter. The worst thing in the world is pity laughter. I can't stand it. I would like them just to stay dead quiet rather than get pity laughter. Uh And also, and this laughter is going to be caused by what you're usually, it's not, it's done silently, right? It's not, not dialogue often, is it? No, uh, I love it when clowns can do it just on the breath. A lot of times just staring and making an honest connection and breathing and staying in the moment can just really get the audience with, going. With just a facial expression or yeah, just a, a gesture. Uh, yeah. And how do you learn these gestures? Oh well, I think a lot of it comes from what I what you call the it factor, uh-huh. and that really helps. But there are places that train that you can learn from the Manitoulin Conservatory of Creation and Performance or the Keelan School of Clown and Comedy. That's local. Um, they can help guide the students through to learn exactly what you need to be. Clown. This uh, listener saying, aside from Oxford, Sacha Baron Cohen studied under Philippe Gaulier, mm-hmm. who considered himself a bouffant. Yes, absolutely. And, and so how do clowns re- react with a bouffant? What's the, the difference? <laughs> a clown um, wants the audience's love, and a bouffant wants to scare the crap out of them and make them feel ashamed of the realities of the world. And laugh at things that you're not supposed to laugh at. So you have discoveries of, oh, racism's wrong. I shouldn't have laughed at that, but I did. And they make you love laughing at things you're not supposed to laugh at. Uh, oh, I see. So that would, I would understand why they'd say that about Sasha yeah. Baron um, Cohen. Buffon is probably the most difficult form of performance. It's very rarely done, and when it's done, it's very rarely done well. Right, and and it's very edgy. And, oh, yes. And if you do it wrong, then it, it becomes racist oh. and not... Oh, yeah, you have to have the touch. You have to have the special touch. Um, I can think of a a handful, two people. I can think of three people, three bouffants in all of North America I know that have the touch. And one of them is performing with us, Mona Monet. If you want to become a clown, what what do you need to do and and where do you start? Uh, you got to work through your demons, that's for sure. You have to learn to just be totally open to the moment and anything that can happen. And you, there are places in town, the School of Clown and Comedy, they, they sort of do European clowning. And then I study with uh, the Manitoulin Conservatory of Performance and Creation, the Clown Farm, and that's Pachenko clowning. Uh, so how would that, that work? In other words, what would like your daily class be? What? Um, well... Uh, I can, what would you be studying in the morning, in the afternoon? What kind sure, of classes? Sure, Pachenko Clown is very intricate. I would wake up, we'd warm up, we'd play games, because Clown is all about play. Right. Um, and you learn to just be natural in play and enjoy it, because a lot of times you have to retrain adults how to play. We forget it a lot. Right. And then I would go into something called color exploration, which <laughs> where you feel the colors in you. Like red, oh, I feel red. Where does red make me move? And then once you get all of your colors together, you put them into a mask you make while your eyes are closed. And then you would explore this mask, and that mask is part of your clown. And you go through uh, seven masks with, like, eight colors each. And once the very, very end, the tiniest mask is the nose, and that's every single color you have, and every single mask is put into that nose. And you create your clown. Is is it a very physically demanding profession? Uh, it's as physical as you want it to be, but 
a really good clown is totally engaged in their body head to toe. So yes, I'd say it's physically demanding, but not impossible for everyone. You work at your own pace. A pleasure talking to you. Kendall oh, Savage, a professional you. clown, one of the organizers of the Montreal Clown Festival. You're listening to the Tommy Schnurmacher Show on CJAD. News Talk Radio, CJAD 800, CJAD.com.